Hello and welcome to this week's edition of SBC This Week, a roundup of news and views from around the Southern Baptist Convention. SBC This Week is hosted by Amy Whitfield and Jonathan Howe. Hey, Jonathan. How's it going? It's really early out here, Amy. Yes. Uh, you, we're normally recording on a time difference, but it's a little bigger time difference this, yeah. this week. Well, it's just an hour, but what a difference an hour makes. Right, right. So it's to, so we're two hours apart. I'm on Eastern Time, and you are on Mountain Time. I think I'm on Mountain Time, so that's at least what the the, the watch says. So okay, yeah, I'm in Utah for the Utah Idaho State Annual Meeting out here, and uh, my friend Brian Catherman is the president of the convention out here, and I'm out here representing the executive committee at their meeting. So that is today here, uh, as we record this on Friday, October thirtieth. Uh, that meeting is later today, so we're having to record a little bit early in the morning, a little bit too early for yes. me, but, but we're getting it done. So, Yeah. So are you going to get to make a speech? As much as you can call like a four-minute presentation a speech, yes. Okay. It's, it's a speech. It's a presentation. Yeah. We're, yeah. We're proud of you out you there. You did it in Dakota, right? I did. I did. It was a See, lot of fun. If you can do it, I well, <laughs> maybe I can do it too, so... Yeah, you got this. You got this. I, I we're gonna probably hear amazing things about your presentation. Amy, I've done this before. It's it's not like it's the the first time. But okay, okay. well we'll be all right. So yeah, so I'm out here hanging with the Utah pastors. Had some dinner last night with uh, four or five of their officers, and just kind of hung out. Got to know what's going on out in Utah, Idaho. It's uh, exciting to see how God's moving out here through these churches. And uh, I had a pastor from like right on the border of Canada in our dinner last night and then some from Southern Utah and then, you know, one or two from here in uh, Salt Lake city. So, you know, very long convention, like North to South. If you think about the Northern border of Arizona, all the way to the Canadian border, that's a long way. That's a long way. Yes. I'd love to hang out with the folks who live on the Canadian border. <laughs> yes. I-, I know you would. So yeah. that's cool. But anyway, I know we have uh, some other state convention meetings going on this week, and we have some reports from ones that happened last week as well as earlier this week. So we'll get to that in a little bit. We also have a report from Southwestern Seminary on a new MDiv and MBA program uh, that they've got with Dallas Baptist. This fall, Southwestern Seminary announced a new joint Master of Divinity and Master of Business Administration degree built in partnership with Dallas Baptist University. This new degree path is designed to equip believers with a versatile degree for today's church and marketplace. Equipped with deep theological knowledge and flexible business skills, men and women will be able to use this training to take the gospel all over the world, wherever God may call them. If you're interested in the new MDiv NBA, then visit swbts.edu slash mdivmba. That's all together. swbts.edu slash mdivmba for more information. All right. So we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that in just a few minutes when we get to, we got some other news from Southwestern too, but want to thank those guys for sponsoring our episode each and every week here on SBC This Week. Amy, we start in Louisville. Al Moeller will be nominated for the SBC presidency in 2021. This is something that's probably not a huge surprise to folks because he had an, had uh, last year it had been announced that he would be nominated by HB Charles senior yeah, pastor this of feels Shiloh. Like a, yeah, a repeat. We should just go grab last year's episode and drop it in right here where right. we talked about this and it's just like, move on. It's like the SBC annual meeting version of Groundhog Day. That's really good. I like that. Yeah. So, uh, so it was almost a year ago when HB Charles announced his intention to nominate. 
Dr. Mueller for president. Tomorrow, actually. Yeah. At the 2020 annual meeting. Well, 2020 annual meeting was canceled, as we all know. And anyone who listens to a podcast about the SBC would know. This is just, you know, I guess kind of clarifying, asking the question, is that nomination still in the works? And the answer is yes. It is. It is. So Dr. Mueller's been the president at Southern Seminary since 1993. I've been there 27 years now, and he will be nominated by H.B. Charles at the 2021 annual meeting for the presidency of the Southern Baptist Convention. We'll bring to you any other nominations we may have. We got to now, I guess we got to follow up and see what's going to happen with the other announced nominees from last year. We had a handful of them announced by the end of the year last year, and uh, we right. see if see if that's going to follow through or not. So that's right, that's right. There were, we had another another president nomination as well as some a second uh, you vice know, president, second vice president pastors, pastors conference. conference. Yeah. Right. So we had all kind of nominations last year. So yeah, uh, by by the end of the year, it was kind of crazy how early things were getting going. So we'll see if that happens again this year, and we'll bring it to you each and every week here on the podcast. Over to Liberty University, Amy Jerry Falwell Jr. has sued Liberty, saying the school damaged his reputation. Uh, he's filed a defamation lawsuit against him. He's saying that a series of public statements by the school after his resignation um, were defamation and breach of contract. He said that. They made false claims about his involvement in an extramarital affair between his wife and a business partner of the couple. And he is also alleging that they moved quickly to destroy his reputation. Yeah, they said he became the target of a malicious smear campaign incited by anti-evangelical forces. And Liberty University not only accepted the salacious and baseless accusations against the Falwells at face value, but directly participated in the defamation. So the action seeks redress for the damages Liberty has caused to the reputation of Mr. Falwell and his family. Uh, there was no statement yet that we've seen from the school. It may be out now. We don't have it in the story right. here at Baptist Press yet because it did not come at press time. But Yeah, and, and they did say that they had not actually been served with the lawsuit, so that that's probably part of the reason why there wasn't a statement because they can't, can't respond to it once yeah. you don't if you don't have it. Yeah, yeah. So they needed to need to read and review it. All right. Well, Amy, it's the fall. You know what that means? State annual meetings, although not as many as as we're used to. No, but we're still going to cover them because a lot of them are oh, still absolutely. meeting. Absolutely, and we're going to we're going to talk about the difference. So we have Missouri and we have yes. Arkansas this week. Two very different meetings, two very different uh, stories here. So Missouri elected their first black president of the convention, John Nelson, pastor of Soma Community Church in Jefferson City, Missouri, was elected president of the Missouri Baptist Convention. Yeah, so this was very exciting. He got a standing ovation from messengers. Um, I believe it was unanimous. It was by acclamation. And, you know, he's got such a stellar reputation. I've not met him, but I have heard that he's just just a really incredibly respected pastor in Missouri. Yes. So they had 842 messengers despite the COVID-19 pandemic, 172 visitors. So they had over 1,100 people from 340 churches gather at the St. Charles Convention Center. Um, last year, without COVID, they had just like 1,277 in Branson. By the way, if the Missouri Baptist Convention ever moves back to Branson, guess who's drawing that straw? This, you know, this is really funny how we're we're starting to sort of put in for where we would like to go, and you are saying Branson, and I'm saying send me to North Dakota. 
Alaska, so North Dakota. Shows, yeah, that, yeah. So it just shows what all of our priorities are. And the crazy thing is, I don't really like the cold, but you know, I, I like certain places. But I, as far as I'm concerned, if you want Branson, you know that that's it. It does look like it's going to be there next year. So. It, it, it will be. Yes, it'll be October 25th and 26th at the Branson Convention Center. I need to talk to uh, the folks back at the office and and get that one squared away, hopefully. All right, some other news. Officers elected. Uh, First Vice President Chris Williams, who's the pastor at Fellowship Church in Greenwood and Raymore. Second Vice President was Lane Harrison, lead pastor at LifePoint Church in Ozark. Recording Secretary Jason Marlin, who's the senior pastor at First Baptist Kirksville. They also approved the amended Articles of Incorporation and received amended bylaws from Southwest Baptist University. We've talked about that in just the past few weeks. They were bringing Southwest Baptist's governing documents into line with their revised governing documents, uh, which it, you know included the, the sole membership issue that we've seen and discussed over the years in Missouri. Um, also, uh, they had a report from Southwest Baptist from the interim president. Uh, because as we, if you listened to last week's show, you know that the president offered his resignation last week. So yes. uh, they have new leadership at Southwest Baptist University. They are currently in the middle of a presidential search. For the budget, they passed a $15 million cooperative program budget. 38% of that will be forwarded on to the Southern Baptist Convention to support national and international ministries. They passed four resolutions. One called for the abolition of abortion. Uh, one rejected the use of any and all products derived from fetal tissue of aborted babies. And in the context of the COVID-19 pandemic, one called upon elective officials to restore and protect religious liberty rights of residents at nursing homes and other long-term facilities. Uh, there was another resolution, and my guess, Amy, is going to be it's a resolution of appreciation for the city of St. Charles. I was just thinking about that. That would be my guess as well. It's not listed here. But I will put good money on that right there. That's that's okay. what I'm expecting. Let's move south to Arkansas. All right. So Arkansas was held on October 20th, and they were convened as a special session. All right. So they basically, it was just the executive board, and they conducted the required business of the convention, but they live streamed it. So they unanimously approved a flat cooperative program budget of $21 million for 2021. And then they reelected convention officers that were each serving their first year. Uh, so that was President Manley Beasley Jr. Um, from Hot Springs Baptist Church. Ken Shaddix was first vice president from Park Hill Baptist Church in North Little Rock. And Jamar Andrews as second vice president. He's from Word Baptist Church in Jonesboro, all serving a second term. They also approved the 2021 team goals for the state convention and the convention nominating committee report. So this is kind of a like a, a an in lieu of they were acting ad interim for the state convention the executive board was and just taking care of some basic business. Yes. And uh you mentioned the budget, the flat budget. About forty five, forty six percent of that is passed on to uh national CP causes. So I know that's something we've we've been looking at and, and following here on the podcast. So uh that stayed the same this year. All right, Amy, an update from Nevada on their state annual meeting. Theirs was canceled. It was supposed to be in the past couple of weeks, but it was canceled. They're going to have a state annual board meeting instead next month in November. Um, right. So they are continuing to forward 50% of their CP giving on to global SPC causes, but their meeting this year was canceled. They'll host next year's meeting uh, in Las Vegas at Life Baptist Church. 
So uh, in Colorado, they also will be having an executive board meeting in November to set the budget. Their meeting was canceled, uh, unfortunately. So and another unfortunate cancellation in Colorado. Uh, their next annual meeting next year is going to be in Fort Collins. So right. uh, they'll have an executive board meeting next month at their scheduled meeting, and they'll handle the business there. And then Kansas, Nebraska, we kind of touched on a piece of the Kansas, Nebraska news last week when we talked about David Manor being elected. But their mission board did meet a couple of weeks ago, and they did approve a, a move in the cooperative program allocation on to 30%. Uh, up from 29.5. What else happened to that one, Amy? So they approved their budget. It's a budget of 3,955,260. That's a slight decrease from the 2020 budget, but they praised uh, Kansas, Nebraska, Southern Baptist for faithfully giving to the cooperative program, even despite um, the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, current officers have agreed to serve another year. So that's Voight Lynn from South Central Baptist Association in Kansas. Um, as president, David Martinez, vice president. He's from Northern Heights Baptist Church in Norfolk, Nebraska. Recording Secretary Brian Jones from Wichita, Tyler Road Southern Baptist Church. Assistant Recording Secretary Susan Peterson, who is a member of Prairie Hills Southern Baptist Church in Augusta. And historian Tony Matia, pastor of Trinity Baptist Church in Wamego, Kansas. So... There you go. Um, they also welcomed three new churches into the convention. So that was, uh, again, another board meeting in lieu of an annual meeting. Uh, but their next convention meeting will be next October 11th and 12th in Salina, Kansas. All right. We head to Southwestern. We mentioned a minute ago uh, at the top of the show that we have some news from them about an MDiv MBA program with Dallas Baptist. But before we get to that, last week on the podcast, Amy, we speculated if you or I were one of the people who were elected as a faculty member, and we were not. So we, right. we narrowed that down. We also narrowed, we scratched Keith off the list. He was That's not right. the person, but we know who it is now. Yes, Ben Skog. He is uh, a former seminary administrator, so he's kind of done done this before in this world um, and was serving as a pastor in California. He was elected the new dean of Scarborough College. And that's the Undergraduate School of Southwestern Seminary. Um, he succeeds Michael Wilkinson, who had served as dean since 2013. He is still there, will continue serving on the college faculty as associate professor of theology. Um, ben Skog has been the senior pastor of Emanuel Baptist Church in Highland, California, since 2016. Uh, before that, he was vice president for institutional advancement at Gateway Seminary and uh, previously directed of development at Southern Seminary in Louisville, Kentucky. I, I actually, we knew the Scoggs and his wife, Jody also worked at Southern Seminary when I did. So uh, we go back a long, long way with them. Well, that's really cool, Amy. I didn't know that. Yeah. So I didn't realize yeah. y'all had that kind of connection. Of course, like people in the academic world, as long as you and Keith have been in that, that's highly likely that y'all know people. So I shouldn't be surprised by this. I know Southwestern is very excited about this move and getting Dr. Skog in to get things started as Dean on January 1. So All new right. year. Well, congratulations to him. And they're also excited about this new MDiv MBA partnership with Dallas Baptist. So it's a joint master degree of the Master of Divinity and a Master of Business Administration. 
So there's not a lot of details about like how the degree program works here, but you can find that out over obviously at the website that we mentioned at the top of the show. So swbts.edu slash mdivmba. So go there. You can find out more information about that. I like the program. I like the ideas uh, for that. Yeah. So uh, you can get that and, you know, hey, two degrees are better than one, right? Yes. And I think this, the, some of the things that you would learn in getting a master of business administration actually in this day and age really will help in terms of leadership and, and things like that. So it, it could be a great, really great thing for some yeah. folks who are called into ministry. Absolutely. All right. Rounding out the news this week, we have a new Deep South racial justice statement uh, that's been authored and signed by a diverse group of Southern Baptist pastors across the Deep South. Yes. So this came out from groups in Mobile, Alabama, Montgomery, Alabama, and Charleston, South Carolina. And there's, you know, specific reason I think that they did this in that they really focused in on these cities. Uh, These are pastors and community leaders comprising the Pledge Group, which is a group of very diverse pastors in Mobile, Alabama that I think have been meeting for, for some time a group called One Charleston, and then also Awaken Together in Montgomery. And they basically are are saying they represent decades of racial reconciliation efforts in the Deep South region. And they wanted to come together and make a statement that's aimed on spurring Bible-based reconciliation, multiracial conciliation, and racial justice across the nation. And in the statement, they noted that all three cities were prominent in the slave trade, uh, with Mobile in particular being the last city where slaves were known to have been imported. So there's something kind of meaningful about it, you know, being from those uh, from those cities. But I think these are places where uh, pastors have been meeting together for a while, having conversation, talking about what reconciliation looks like, and they wanted to express that in this statement. Yes, and you can find out more over at a change.org petition that we link to in the story here. The full statement, actually, is at the bottom of the story at Baptist Press. So uh, you can see all of that over in the link at the show notes. And finally, Amy, up to Chicago, where Charlie Dates, a Southern Baptist pastor in the Chicago area, has partnered with Nick Foles, the Bears quarterback, to help students with Chromebooks. Donated to the church to, you know, Nick Foles donated the Chromebooks to the church to distribute hundreds of laptops to low-income students. So students from low-income families in the Chicagoland area, uh, they've get hundreds of Acer Google Chromebooks. I think my kids even have one of these at the house. Uh, not one of these, but a an Acer Google Chromebook, obviously. Um, and to be able to do school remotely, the kids in Chicago not being provided a device by the school system. Well, that's where Nick Foles and Progressive Baptist Church and Charlie Dates have jumped in uh, to help them out and uh, help them with remote learning. They are still doing remote learning uh, through the um, schools in Chicago. So 340,000 students are beginning their second quarter of the current school year on November 9th with remote learning. So they have not gone back to in-person learning like uh, I think my kids have. I think your son is still kind of doing some kind of hybrid remote thing too in, in Wake Forest. So we're seeing this no, a lot across the country. No, he's all remote. Yeah. He's, oh, he's, he's all still, remote still. Golly. Right, yeah. Yeah, mm. they, they actually schools have gone back in a hybrid situation in Wake County, but they had some concerns about 
a, a transition mid-semester for high school students. So they are keeping the high school students out until after Christmas. So yeah, the, things like this can can really help. Seeing, um, seeing the same kind of thing there. Yeah. Are you going to be shocked to know that I, I didn't know who Nick Foles was? Come on. He won a Super Bowl. I'm terrible at this. And my whole family is like all into NFL. All, everybody. Keith, the kids. Well, to be fair, to be fair, your family is distracted by the des- desperation that has, is coming from one little Clemson, North, uh, South Carolina, uh, because of a uh, COVID test down there. So, yeah. They're, well, they're a little distracted by Trevor Lawrence. And it, there was wailing test. and gnashing of teeth in this house last night. It was yeah. it, it's so, so dramatic that the dog started barking really loudly because he wasn't sure what was going on. It's a lot of panic. So. Uh, yeah, they'll be okay. They'll be okay, Amy. Uh, and, and just again, Nick Foles, Charlie Dates, well done on this. A really cool story uh, and way to help out in the local community up there in Chicago. That's going to do it for our news this week. Amy, bring us to my favorite part of the week this week in SBC history. Amy, blow our minds. All right, we're going to go to 1973 to an announcement of an honor for a prominent Southern Baptist who was prominent uh, for lots of reasons, I guess, but he had successfully nominated Owen Cooper for president of the Southern Baptist Convention in 1971. And that is the great Jerry Clower. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. Baptist Press ran on October 30th, 1973, that he had become the 64th performing member of the Grand Ole Opry. Huh. So um, he attended uh, the same Southern Baptist Church that Owen Cooper, the SBC president, had um, attended in Yazoo City, Mississippi. And he was installed between shows during a Saturday night Opry broadcast. It said, decked out in a bright yellow suit and surrounded by some of country music's stars. The 46-year-old humorist reached what he called the high point of his varied career. Um, so he was known for, um, you know, storytelling, basically. He was, uh, I mean, kind of a, I guess, it, it wasn't like stand-up comedy. I mean, he would tell stories. And I was, I remembered him when we were at the site visit last week, because when I was a kid and I was there for uh, something at Christmas time. They had uh, Jerry Clower came in and did storytelling for the kids, and I went to it. And I can still remember uh, how amazing you know he he was and and what incredible um, showmanship he had. And so I was was thinking about that when we were walking around, and I passed the room where I had had seen that. Uh, but big honor for a, a Southern Baptist, which some folks who maybe listened to Jerry Clower, I used to listen to him on vinyl growing up didn't didn't realize he was SBC yeah and involved so, mm-hmm. yeah so anyway we've been we we were sort of focused in on the Opry I walked by the Opry house last week well Southern Baptists were talking about the Opry this week in SBC history because one of their own got to join the cast yeah that's really cool so um he, he passed away at 71 in 2003 so yeah. uh, I remember when he, he passed away. Um, I, I just too. got out of college. So, all right. Well, um, that's really neat. I, I didn't realize he was an Opry member. I had no idea about that, but there you go. There you go. Very cool. All right. That'll bring us to our resources of the week. My resource of the week is a new study from Lifeway Research on pastoral endorsements. 
So how Americans feel about pastors endorsing candidates outside of their role as a pastor. So there was a new research, and it's pretty split, Amy. So when asked, is it appropriate for pastors to personally endorse candidates for public office, but only outside of their church role, 43% agreed that that was okay. 39% said no, and 20% or 19% said we're not sure. So yeah, I mean, it's just showing that they're not really sure about that. Kind of wishy-washy. We're we're not really in one accord on that one, but we have seen a rise in pastors endorsing candidates outside their church role, uh, up from 22% to 32% over the last four years. So a, a lot more pastors are doing this, but Americans and churchgoers are still kind of on the fence about it. So I just think it's fascinating because it's political season. We got obviously presidential election next week. So it's just fascinating to see what people think about should they, should they not, and inside the role of pastor, outside of the role of pastor. So there you go. Very All cool. tied around the Johnson Amendment and, and that kind of stuff too. Yeah, so. very cool. All right, my resource of the week is Robert's Rules of Order has a new edition. You're such a nerd. It's very exciting. It's the 12th edition of Robert's Rules <laughs> of Order. And here is, it's okay, so exciting. maybe that's the nerdy thing. But here's why it's important for people to get it, is most bylaws that are out there, uh, including the uh, SBC bylaws, say oh, yeah. that the parliamentary authority is the most recent edition of Robert's Rules of Order. So that yes. means... So you have to have that's right. the most You've recent edition. you got to have the most recent edition. So... I'm pretty excited about this because it's just, you know, it's it's fun to have the newest one. It's also tough because my 11th edition has a lot of writing in it. So uh, I, I don't know. Uh, I'm keeping it so I have all my notes because I'm not going to transfer all of them, but I'll start making new well, notes. That's why you, you give it to Mary and you say, you know, part of homeschooling today is handwriting practice. Yeah. So yeah, she's going to transfer the, these notes. You know, she's almost 17. I think she's going to see through that. <laughs> oh golly yeah well yeah that that's true yeah she she might she might see through that one yes so, so. that's it though so we'll we'll put a All link right. in the show notes if your church bylaws indicate the most recent then you need to get this yes and and who got you your copy amy you did Yes. You did. Yes. And so, yes. and then also you want to have that before the SBC annual meeting in June for, you know, it, anything that, that you may want to participate in or just know the rules of the meeting, or yeah. there will be a team of parliamentarians who are there to answer any questions and they yeah. will have the most recent edition. I got it for you because you said, Hey, a new edition's out and our bylaws say that we have to have the new edition. Right. So I said, okay, I'll, we'll order that at the office. So I ordered it at the office and it came in. Yes. So it there did. you go. That's that's how that works. Yep. And I, for some reason, I don't know why I was surprised with this. We ordered it on Amazon. So it comes like the next day. And I was sitting there at the office and somebody brought, I was like, well, I just said to order this and it's it's already here. And it like didn't occur to me that, hey, Amazon works at the office just like it works at your house, dummy. And so that was pretty funny to me. Yeah. So. Very cool. All right, Amy, that's going to do it for us this week on the podcast again. Thanks again to Southwestern for sponsoring the podcast each and every week here at SBC this week. And uh, again, check out the new MDiv MBA program. 
in their partnership with Dallas Baptist. Once again, Summit will be out and about at the state convention meetings. If you see us, say hello. Uh, I'll be at South Carolina in a couple weeks, and uh, I'm obviously in Utah today. So if you see us, say hello. We'll see you next week. See you next week. See you next week.